0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Starship Sofa, part of the District of Wonders Network, featuring Tales to Terrify, Crime City Central, Protecting Project Pulp, and the all-new Far-Fetched Fables has a story in the District of Wonders. Come and find yours.
1: This is the Starship Sova. Everybody, welcome. Hello and welcome to show 400... Hey, hey. I am your host, Tony C. Smith. Hello everyone, I hope everyone is a big fine and a big dandy. Yes, show 400. And if you actually add on the very first 101 or 2, nice figure there. But this is show 400 of Audible Delights, as we used to call it as well, going back all those years. So... If anyone's been here since the kind of, the very beginning, man, you need a pat on the back in the middle. Thank you so much for sticking with us. And everyone who's new to the show as well, thank you. You know, thank you for enjoying it. Have a look in the past archives. We have some amazing writers out there, you know what I mean, that were kind of covered and interviewed and stories by anyone, really. Kind of, there's, there's not that many that we're having kind of hit upon. And one writer that we kind of, you know, has been to my sights for years and years and years. And give credit to Jeremy, he's went out there and just, you know what I mean, like a little Jack Russell terrier there, has not let up. And we are pleased to announce we have William Gibson as our main artist, main writer on show 400. How cool is that? So and that's all we've got today. So I'll tell you, we have, the story is 13 Views of a Cardboard City by William Gibson. And like I say, it's to celebrate Starship Sova's 400th show. Stories narrated by Nicholas Cam as well. At the end, we've also, because it is show 400, we have some book. If you remember last week, we had a little kind of some prizes to give out as well. I'm going to name the winners of our book competition. We had four books who kindly donated by our sponsor, Octagon Technology, who kind of, as you know, stood up to the mark, We're along with everybody else, and kind of got SofaCon 2 up and running. So that was fantastic. They've kindly donated some books to, to help the cause and keep Starship Sofa flying high. So I think we'll delve straight in. To the main fiction, like I say, it is 13 Views of a Cardboard City by William Gibson. It was really originally published in New Worlds. William Gibson is the author of nine novels, his most recent, The Peripheral, and with Bruce Sterling, The Difference Engine. He was born in South Carolina and he lives in Canada. And after, about a couple of months ago there, I just finished The Peripheral, and man, just... Get into that. Do you know what I mean? Just get a copy of that, whatever you do, beg borrow, steal, get a copy of that and have a listen to it. Because it's just fantastic. I listened to the audio version, which was just absolutely stunning. Do you know what I mean? It was just a beautiful narration. And the story is just I'm not saying old school Gibson, but it's just kind of what I would what I wanted at that time from Gibson. And it's perfect story. Like I say, this story is narrated that he's dusting himself off again for the big guns, Nicholas Cam. Nick is an actor. I'm going to give you the full bio as well here. Nick is an actor, audiobook narrator, voiceover. And a voiceover. <laughs> he recently did a few scenes on telly with Derek Jacobi, which made him tingle. He's just finished shooting the feature film Slapper and Me, which mostly involved him, says, sitting in a sleazy pub for 12 hours a day smoking herbal cigarettes and drinking tepid tea. Non-alcoholic ale and pretending to be in 1970s. He thinks it's out in the autumn, but, the, but they're not telling him. He says probably because they don't want him to turn up in his premiere with his cheap suit. I'll tell you what, it's a cheap suit. Oh, man, that style went out. That style went out in 1981, Nick. <laughs> Audiobook-wise, Nick is currently four books in the narrating the mystery thriller Eddie Malone series, which was written by Richard Pittman and Joe McNally. Set in the skullduggerous world of horse racing, reluctant part-time detective Eddie gets involved in various capers and she solves stuff. It is the first time in many years that Nick has read and enjoyed a set of novels where spaceships rep- refuse to appear. Notwithstanding, Nick has made a polite suggestion to the authors that shiny future-type stuff might feature in the next series. A Hawkwind Drive killer robot horse, perhaps. This has fallen on deaf ears. If you want Nick to narrate a book, you can find at on Twitter at NickCam1. Or if you want him to kind of be acting as well, you know what I mean. He's he's, he's dropped us over a few things, and my he can act. The, the the kid can act. The boy can act. There's a link on there as well to his acting. His acting school. <laughs> his acting school chums. <laughs> so, the Starship Sova is very proud present
0: thirteen views of a cardboard city by William Gibson. One. DEN N Low angle, deep perspective, establishing Tokyo subway station interior. Shot with available light, long exposure. A spectral pedestrian moves away from us, into background, to others visible as blurs of motion. Overhead fluorescence behind narrow rectangular fixtures. Ceiling tiled with metre-square segments. Acoustic baffles. Round fixtures are ventilators, smoke detectors, speakers. Massive square columns recede. Side of a stairwell or escalator. Mosaic tile floor in simple large scale pattern. Circular white areas in square tiles, black infill of round tiles. The floor is spotless. No litter at all. Not a cigarette butt. Not a gum wrapper. A long train of cardboard cartons, sides painted with murals, recedes into the perspective of columns and scrubbed tile. First impression is of a children's art project, something choreographed by an aggressively creative preschool teacher. But not all of the corrugated cartons have been painted. Many, particularly those farthest away, are bare brown paper. The one nearest the camera, unaltered, bright yellow, bears the Microsoft logo. The murals appear to have been executed in poster paints, and are difficult to interpret here. There are two crisp-looking paper shopping bags on the tile floor, one near the murals, the other almost in the path of the ghost pedestrian. These strike a note of anomaly, of possible threat. London transport warnings, Sarin cultists. Why are they there? What do they contain? The one nearest the murals bears the logo DEN-N. Deeper in the image are other cartons. Relative scale makes it easier to see that these are composites, stitched together from smaller boxes. Closer study makes the method of fastening clear. Two sheets are punctured twice with narrow horizontal slits. Flat poly-twine analogue, white or pink, is threaded through both sheets. A knot is tied, the ends trimmed neatly. In fact, all of the structures appear to have been assembled this way. Deepest of all, stairs, passengers descending. 2. Blue Octopus. Shallow perspective, eye level, as though we were meant to view an anamorphic painting. This structure appears to have been braced with a pale blue enamelled, possibly spring-loaded tube with a white, non-slip plastic foot. It might be the rod for a shower curtain, but here it is employed vertically. Flattened cartons are neatly lashed to this with poly tie. The murals. Very faintly, on the edge of the structure nearest the camera, against a black background, the head of the Buddha floats above something amorphous and unreadable. Above the Buddha are fastened what appear to be two packaging units for Pooh Bear dolls. These may serve a storage function. The mural on the face of the structure is dark, intricate, and executed acrylic paints with considerable technique. Body parts, a sense of claustrophobic, potentially erotic proximity. A female nude. Head lost where the cardboard ends clutches a blue octopus whose tentacles drape across the forehead of a male who seems to squat dog-like at her feet. Another nude lies on her back, knees upraised, her sex shadowed in perspective. The head of a man with staring eyes and pinprick pupils hovers above her ankles. He appears to be smoking, but has no cigarette. A third nude emerges, closest to the camera, a woman whose features suggest either China or the Mexico of Diego Rivera. A section of the station's floor, the round black tiles, is partially covered with a scrap of greyish blue synthetic pile carpeting. Pinned eyes. 3. Frontier International. A shot straight back into what may be a wide alcove. Regular curves of pale square tiles four structures visible. The largest, very precisely constructed, very hard-edged, is decorated with an eerie, pointillist profile against a solid black background. It seems to be a very old man, his chin, lipless mouth, and drooping nose outlined in blood red. In front of this is positioned a black, hard-sided, overnighter suitcase. Abutting this structure stands another, smaller, very gaily painted, Against a red background with a cheerful yellow bird and yellow concentric circles, a sort of cubist E.T. winks out at the camera. The head of a large nail or pin, rendered in a far more sophisticated style, penetrates the thing's forehead above the open eye. A life-sized human hand, entirely out of scale with a huge head, is reaching for the eye. Nearby sits an even smaller structure, this one decorated with abstract squares of colour recalling Klee or mondrian. Beside it is an orange plastic crate of the kind used to transport sake bottles, an upright beer can, a pair of plastic sandals, tidily arranged. Another bigger structure behind this one, something painted large-scale in beige and blue. Sky, but this is obscured by the mondrian. A working door, hinged with poly tie remains unpainted. The carton employed for the door is printed with the words Frontier International. Individual styles of workmanship start to become apparent. Deeper in the image, beyond what appears to be a stack of neatly folded blankets, is located the blue enamel upright, braced against the ceiling tile. Another like it, to its right, supports a paper kite with the printed face of a samurai. 4. After Picasso Shallow perspective of what appears to be a single, very narrow shelter, approximately nine metres in length, suggests the literally marginal nature of these constructions. Someone has appropriated less than a metre at the side of a corridor and built along it, tunnelling like a cardboard sea worm. The murals lend a look of a children's cardboard theatre, Punch in the underground. Like so many of the anonymous paintings to be found in thrift shops everywhere, these murals are somehow vaguely after Picasso. Echo of Guernica in these tormented animal forms. Human features rendered flounder style. More Oxfam Cubism. Square black cushion with black tassels at its corners, top an uncharacteristically peaked section of cardboard roof. Elegant. The wall behind the shelter is a partition of transparent lucite, suggesting the possibility of a bizarre ant farm existence. 5. Yellow Sperm We are in an impossibly narrow alley between shelters, perhaps a communal storage area, cardboard shelving, folded blankets, a primitive portrait of a black kitten isolated on a solid green ground, "'Recalls the hypnotic stare of figures in New England folk art. "'Also visible, the white plastic cowl of an electric fan, "'yellow plastic sake crate, pale blue plastic bucket, "'section of blue plastic dockboard, green plastic dustpan suspended by string, "'childs pail in dark blue plastic. "'Styrofoam takeaway containers with blue and scarlet paint "'suggest more murals in progress.' Most striking here is the wall of matte black shelter decorated with a mural of what appear to be large yellow inner tubes with regularly spaced oval windows around their perimeters. Through each window is glimpsed a single large yellow sperm arrested in mid wriggle against a nebulous black and yellow background. 6. Gomi Guitar Extreme Close "'perhaps an entrance to a shelter. "'An elaborately designed pair of black and purple Nike trainers, "'worn but clean. "'Behind them, a pair of simpler white Reeboks. "'A woman's. "'A battered acoustic guitar strung with nylon. "'Beside it, a strange narrow case made of blue denim, "'trimmed with red imitation leather. "'Possibly a golf bag intended to carry a single club to a driving range. "'A self inking German rubber stamp.' Neatly folded newspaper with Japanese baseball stars. A battered pump thermos with floral design. 7.108 A space like the upper berths on the Norfolk and Western sleeping cars my mother and I took when I was a child. Form following function. The structure is wide enough to accommodate a single traditional Japanese pallet. A small black kitten sits at its foot, the subject of the staring portrait. Startled by the flash, it is tethered with a red leash. A second, larger tabby peers over a shopping bag made of tartan paper. The larger cat is also tethered with a length of thin white poly rope. Part of a floral area rug visible at foot of bed. This space is deeply traditional, utterly culture specific. cardboard mailing tubes used as structural uprights, the neat poly-tie lashings. On right wall, GIC, model number VS30, quantity one set, colour black, CT number 108, made in Korea. At the rear, near what may be assumed to be the head of the bed, are suspended two white-coated metal shelves or racks, These contain extra bedding, a spare cat leash, a three-pack of some pressurised product, butane for a cooker, towels. On the right wall are hung two pieces of soft luggage, one in dark green imitation leather, the other in black leather, and a three-quarter length black leather car coat. On the left wall, a white towel, a pair of blue jeans, and two framed pictures, content not visible from this angle. A section of transparent plastic has been mounted in the ceiling to serve as a skylight. 8. Happy Hour Wall with mailing tube uprights. A large handbill with Japanese stripper. Live nude, topless, bottomless, happy hour. Menu chart from a hamburger franchise, illustrating 16 choices. Beneath these, along the wall, are arranged two jars containing white plastic spoons, a tin canister containing chopsticks, eight stacked blue plastic large takeaway cups, fourteen stacked white paper takeaway cups, all apparently unused and inverted to protect against dust, neatly folded towels and bedding, aluminium cookware, a large steel kettle, a pink plastic dishpan, a large wooden chopping board. Blanket with floral motif spread as carpet. 9. Sandy. A different view of the previous interior, revealing a storage loft very tidily constructed of mailing tubes and flattened cartons. The similarities with traditional Japanese post and beam construction is even more striking here. This loft space is directly above the stacked cookware in the preceding image. "'Toward its left side is a jumble of objects, some unidentifiable. "'Heavy rope, a child's plaid suitcase, a black plastic bowl, a softball bat. "'To the right are arranged a soft-stuffed baby doll, a plush-stuffed dog, "'a teddy bear wearing overalls that say Sandy. "'What seems to be a plush-stuffed killer whale? "'Shark, with white felt teeth. "'The whale, or shark, still has the manufacturer's cardboard label attached.' just as it came from the factory. In the foreground, on the lower level, is a stack of glossy magazines, a tin box that might once have held candy or some other confection, and an open case that probably once contained a pair of sunglasses. 10. Boys Bar Kayoka. A very simple shot, camera directed toward floor, documenting another food preparation area. A square section of the round tiles is revealed at the bottom of the photograph. The rest of the floor is covered by layers of newspaper beneath a sheet of brown cardboard. A narrow border of exposed newsprint advertises Boys Bar Kayoka. A blue thermos with a black carrying strap. A greasy looking paper cup covered with crumpled aluminium foil. A red soap dish with a bar of white soap. A cooking pot with an archaic looking wooden lid. The pot's handle is wrapped in a white terry face cloth, secured with two rubber bands. Another pot, this one with a device for attaching a missing wooden handle, contains a steel ladle and a wooden spatula. A nested collection of plastic mixing bowls and colanders. A large jug of bottled water, snow-capped peaks on its blue and white label. A white plastic cutting board, discoloured with use. A white plastic paper bag with... Asano, above a cartoon baker, proudly displaying some sort of loaf. 11. J.O. The shelters have actually enclosed a row of pay telephones. Dial 110 for police. Dial 119 for fire or ambulance. Two telephones are visible. They are that singularly bilious shade of green the Japanese reserve for payphones. They have slots for phone cards, small liquid crystal displays, round steel keys. They are mounted on individual stainless steel writing ledges, each supported by a stout mirror-finished steel post. Beneath each ledge is an enclosed shelf or hutch, made of black perforated steel sheeting, provided as a resting place for a user's parcels. The hutches now serve as food prep storage. Four ceramic soup bowls of a common pattern, three more with a rather more intricate glaze, four white plastic bowls and several coloured ones, a plastic scrubbing pad, used. On the floor below, on newspaper, are an aluminium teapot and what may be a package of instant coffee sachets, three litre bottles of cooking oils. On the steel ledge of the left-hand phone is a tin that once contained J.O., special blend ready-to-drink coffee, 12. Nippon Series. An Office. A gap has been left in the corrugated wall, perhaps deliberately to expose a detailed but highly stylized map of Tokyo set into the station's wall. The wall of this shelter and the wall of the station have become confused. Poly tie binds the cardboard house directly into the fabric of the station, into the prefecture itself. This is quite clearly an office. On the wall around the official integral subway map, fastened to granite composite and brown cardboard with bits of masking tape, a postcard with a cartoon of orange waistcoated figures escorting a child through a pedestrian crossing, a restaurant receipt, a newspaper clipping, a small plastic clipboard with what seemed to be receipts, possibly from an ATM, a souvenir programme from the 1995 Nippon series. "'Baseball, and two colour photos of a black-and-white cat. "'In one photo, the cat seems to be here, among the shelters. "'Tucked behind a sheet of cardboard are four pens and three pairs of scissors. "'A small pocket flashlight is suspended by a lanyard of white polytie. "'To the right, at right angles to the wall above, "'a cardboard shelf is cantilevered with polytie. "'It supports a box of washing detergent, a book, a dayglow orange Casio G-Shock wristwatch, a white terry face cloth, a red plastic AM-FM cassette player, and three disposable plastic cigarette lighters. Below, propped against the wall, is something that suggests the bottom of an inexpensive electronic typewriter of the sort manufactured by Brother. A box of Chinese candy, a cat brush, a flea collar. Thirteen. TV Sound Close-up of the contents of the shelf The red stereo AM-FM cassette player, its chrome antenna extended at an acute angle for better reception. It is TV Sound brand, model LX-43. Its broken handle, mended with black electrical tape, is lashed into the structure with white poly tie. Beside the three lighters, which are tucked partially beneath the player in a row, are an unopened moist towelette and a red fine point felt pen. To the left of the player is a square red plastic alarm clock, the white face cloth, and the Casio G Shock. The Casio is grimy, one of the only objects in this sequence that actually appears to be dirty. The book atop the box of laundry detergent is hardbound, its glossy dust jacket bearing the photograph of a suited and tied Japanese executive. It looks expensive. Inspirational? Autobiographical? To the right of the LX-43, a rigid cardboard pack of Lucky Strike non-filters and a poker coffee tin with the top neatly removed, to serve as an ashtray. On the cardboard bulkhead above these things are taped up two sentimental postcards of paintings of kittens playing. Cat collection in a cursive font. Below these are glued, not taped, three black-and-white photographs. One, a balding figure in jeans and short-sleeved T-shirt squats before an earlier unpainted version of this structure. One of the cartons seems to be screened with the word Plast. He is eating noodles from a pot using chopsticks. Two, the alley between the shelters. The balding man looks up at the camera. Somehow he doesn't look Japanese at all. He sits cross-legged among half a dozen others. They look Japanese. All are engrossed in something. Perhaps the creation of murals. Three. He squats before his shelter wearing moulded plastic sandals. His hands grip his knees. Now he looks entirely Japanese. His face a formal mask of suffering. Curve of square tiles. How long has he lived here? With his cats, his guitar... His neatly folded blankets. Dolly back. Hold on the cassette player. Behind it, almost concealed, is a filofax. Names. Numbers. Held as though they might be a map. A map back out of the underground. <laughs>
1: There you go, do Copyright is William Gibson's. Thank you so much. Mr. Gibson, thank you, sir. An honour and a pleasure. Thank you. And Nick, what can I say, man? Just give him a bear hug and give him a lovely big bear hug. Nick, thank you so much. Just impeccable, man. Fantastic. So, like I say, this show is sponsored by Octagon Technology. And Octagon have pulled out all the guns, and we've got four prizes, four nice books to give away. In the kind of we, did, we did, ran this competition last week, and you had to go on to Twitter, and those prizes have been claimed. I have the winners now. The books were actually I didn't mention what the one of the books was, but it is *The Peripheral* by William Gibson, our main reader our main writer today. Then we had The Forever War, Joe Haldeman, Daniel Keyes, Flowers for Algernon, and Canigal for Leibowitz, Walter M. Miller Jr., my favourite books. And that was the kind of question, what is my favourite book? Or, you know, as hopefully you know by now, it's joint first for me, Forever War and Flowers for Algernon. Can, can I decide, you know what I mean? Just two great books, two totally different books. Two amazing stories. I don't know if anyone's... I'm hoping you've read them. If not, honestly, get yourselves a copy, man, and just see what science fiction... The diversity of what it is. Do you know what I mean? The kind of... The the startling differences from one book to another. Do you know what I mean? Just fantastic books. And I'm not saying that kind of go for Leibowitz. Do you know what I mean? It's just immense, man. Do you know what I mean? It's just like... Why I get excited about science fiction? Why I keep kind of hounding on and kind of pushing science fiction as best I can with starships all Because it's the likes of these, you know, and like say the peripheral Gibson's new novel, just amazing. So the winners are Jeremy Carter. He gets a copy of the Peripheral. Future Transylvanian. They get a copy of the Forever War. Andriad Laben, And now I'm probably mucking out of Andrian, but you know, you get a copy of Flowers for Algernon. And Jeff Copen, he gets Canigal for Leibowitz by Walter M. J. Miller. Walter M. J. Miller? No, Walter M. Miller Jr. That's it. So those are the winners and the books will be sent out from Octagon Technology. So who are Octagon Technology? Just while, you know, I can say a big thank you. Octagon Technology provide hosted exchange systems to businesses and organizations in the UK. So did you ever have a problem with sending or receiving an important email? If their answer is yes, then probably you think this must not happen again. If you're looking for reliable email management solutions for your business without having to worry about sensitive content stored on your devices for a reasonable price too, then Hosted Exchange Systems from Octagon Technology is right for you. It costs £5 a month per user from your PC or your phone or your web browser and it's protected by anti-malware, anti-spam filters, giving you the confidence that all your data is protected. It enables you to benefit from real-time synchronization because your business, mail, calendars, and contacts are harmonized across all devices without any duplication. If you want any more information, please call Camilla. Now, I'll, there's a number out there as well, or Camilla at OctagonTechnology.com. I'll put all the links on as well. Like I say, a big thank you to Camilla and Clive and Diane. Do you know what I mean making sure our Starship is running fine and you know just generally. Taking part and celebrating 400, man, 400 shows sitting down at this desk night and day. <laughs> so that is sure 400. Do tell everyone, honestly, spread the word around. Just my my idea, you know, my goal now is to carry on doing this. You know, when I first started, it was maybe a kind of year project and, you know, win, win, first one to win the Hugo Award. And I honestly thought about, well, now's a good time to go, you know, and it's just, I can't help but do it. You know what I mean? I just love science fiction. I love doing this show. Do you know what I mean? Just meeting people, you know, making new friends. That's what we're all about at Starship. So we're a fantastic, you know, in-house community. Just, just amazing. So spread the word. Tell everyone we have a William Gibson story on Show 400. Until next week which will be sure 401. I'd just like to say night from me. Will our heroes survive
0: this terrible ordeal? Can they win through with their integrity unscathed? Can they escape without completely compromising their honour and artistic judgement? Tune in next week for the next exciting instalment of... ...so Ito- further. <laughs> Evacuation procedure. Shuttle set for Three, two, one. This presentation has been brought to you by the District of Wonders Network, dedicated to podcasting the finest genre fiction. You can learn more about the District of Wonders
1: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
0: And their many literary productions at their website, www.districtofwonders.com. Thank you for listening.